You're tuning into the Active Mom Podcast with physical therapist, Dr. Carrie Pagliano, a real mom's guide to all things postpartum return to workouts after baby. If you're a postpartum mom, coach, trainer, or physical therapist looking for answers on how to get back to running, CrossFit, yoga, Pilates, HIIT, you name it without the fear of pelvic floor issues or doing something wrong, this is the podcast for you. Let's start the show. Okay, I am super excited to have Ellie Summers here. And Ellie Summers is from CISU Seattle, which is on the other coast. <laughs> so she's outside of Seattle, Washington. Um, and Ellie and I go way back to Women in PT Summit. And then also, and this is a surprise, you don't know this, Ellie was the person who turned me on. I don't have a pair. <laughs> to my gooder sunglasses, which are my favorites. <laughs> they are the best and most stylish exactly and super comfortable and actually if you scratch them just go get some more so, <laughs> but ellie is such a huge voice and kind of forced to be reckoned with in the pt profession especially with women empowerment um, and helping female athletes get back to what they're doing and ellie's got a webinar coming up that we're going to talk about at the end here um, just looking at strength training in, in women women's runners. So I wanted to bring Ellie on to just chat about a few things. Um, and I'm so glad we got to connect. And I love talking to people, especially in this weird space where normally I would see you by now. I know. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah. very grateful to be here. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll dive right in. First question. What are the biggest mistakes you see coaches or PTs make when they're helping women return to run. So I, I literally just feel like this is right up your alley. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I think this is, there's a lot of context that gets missed. Um, and I think it's very dogmatic to think that uh, for any person to return to run after injury, after pregnancy or whatever, it's a very linear path. Um, it, it would be great if it worked out that way. And typically it doesn't. Right. And so I think the biggest mistake is neglecting to give women some autonomy and agency over their situation. And really what I mean by that is letting them dictate the path a little bit more through a sensibility. Like you don't want to be, you know, jumping ahead too many steps, of course. But I think that especially women, we just bring a lot of different nuance to the table, things that we have to deal with in our day to day that aren't always considered in a rehab return to sport or even in a coaching sense. Um, and so I think generally speaking, in my view, it's like really helping a person understand that they have options and then it's their choices that are going to lead us in a direction. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I run into all the time women that are looking for the right way Right. to go back to postpartum. And it's funny, like I, I used to kind of shut it down and be like, there's no right way. And then what I realized is that was just an opportunity to be like, what does the right way mean to you? Right. Um, and, and what does that look like? Because it's so different for a first time mom that, you know, she has ideals of how everything's supposed to be um, and hasn't even taken that first, you know, step to go for a run to find out what's going on versus like a mom with two or three kids at home that okay maybe she's got some of the newbie stuff you know worked out but she's still trying to figure out self-care in the context of two or three kids at home in a pandemic and that sort of thing 
Exactly. I think, you know, you, you run the gamut of like, as a coach and as a PT, you have to be able to fill the needs of somebody who has these other demands while also being able to fill the needs of somebody who's like, I can run every single day. Right. And I think that there's like this idealistic state that women have, like, uh, you know, you set your sights really high. And I think my job as a physical therapist and coach is to really like allow them to know where that target is and then gradually help um, like often I'll describe it as like, we're in a dark forest right now, yes. hold a flashlight, but you lead the way. And that yeah. can be uncomfortable to do because sometimes people don't make decisions that fit with what we think is best for them. Yep. Um, but I think in working with female athletes and women in general, that's a really huge priority for me is to to give them that authority and give them those reins a little bit so that that they can really shape their own experience. Now, do you think you kind of coming to that in, in your kind of professional approach, is that something you picked up from, you know, coaching training, from being a PT? And I kind of, I'm leading the question because I, I kind of already know, but I want to just hear it from your mouth. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> It's tough to know. I don't know. I think like a little bit of both. Um, so there's, you know, in physical therapy and interviewing people, there's like the motivational interviewing, um, the study of pain neuroscience, and that combined with my concept of what a good coach is and what they do for people. And it's sort of a blend of the two in ways. And I think yeah. that, um, the coaching world, being exposed to incredible coaches, um, you know, just strength and conditioning to run coaches to business coaches, you start to realize like <laughs> that what a good coach does is not dictate the path. Yes. More of a transformational experience and relationship, and that has become a very high value of mine. And I think. Um, in my experience as a person navigating the world uh, started to make me see like I want to be, you know, I want to, I want to run and I want to lift, like help me do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is perfect. I did um, just on Tuesday, um, one of my friends and colleagues, um, Meredith Elamine, she owns uh, South Arlington CrossFit or South Arlington Fitness and Nutrition. Um, her background, it's super interesting. I met her through Anthony Lowe, but her background is a CrossFit coach. She also has a strong background in yoga. And then also she's a former behavior analyst. Oh, wow. So you throw all these things together. We had an awesome conversation. It's up on IGTV, but we, that was one of the things we talked about was finding kind of walking alongside and helping, especially moms we have to have ownership. We have to be able to have a say because right. there's so many things that we don't, especially when people are grabbing your boobs and mom, 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 all this other stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. No joke. Monday, Monday morning, my kids who are now seven and almost 10, no less than 17,289 times. Mom, mom, mom. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. So th this actually meshes really well um, with that. So awesome. Yeah. All right, next. So that was a little bit more geared towards kind of coaches, trainers, that sort of thing. Like for women, what are the top things that they should consider when they're trying to find 
help getting back to running, no matter what that looks like, whether it's a PT, whether it's a run coach, whether it's a strength and conditioning coach or a postpartum coach, like what are, you know, three things that they should be looking for when they're kind of trying to vet that resource? So I think like first thing is you have to know what you want, right? So define your sort of end, you know, idea or goal and goal would be a good, what do you want? Then you have to find someone who's going to fit that in, right? And I think, oh, it's tricky. It's yeah, super hard. Um, I don't even know if I have a great answer for this. My bias is, you know, shop small, shop female-owned yeah. businesses. Um, I think that, like, that is a huge component that sometimes is missed. Um, so really, I think, you know, set your goal, set your target, shop small, um, and honestly take authority over the situation. So if you're, you know, if you pursue somebody's services and it's not meeting the standards you think yes. you want for yourself, either speak up and say something or find somebody else. Yes. Uh, and I think that's really key. Like don't get, don't get into a situation where you just feel like you're, staying quiet on something that you think is important. Yeah. I yeah. run into that a lot with clients. And, and again, I think it's more my, my niche because I see people that either they've gone to somebody who, you know, is telling them to stop crossfitting or stop running right. um, altogether, which I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, or they don't understand it or they've been to 17 different people. And, and I'm just like number 18. Um, where women think, and I've been there, I, I feel it is like, you're doing everything they tell you to do and things aren't changing. And you're like, oh, well, I just, it's it's my fault. I'm not doing it enough or I'm not consistent enough. And right. what doesn't help is when that, and, and I'm gonna throw our profession under the bus here, when PTs are like, you're just, you're non-compliant. Oh, that blew oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that that's is not it. like <laughs> that. If there's one thing I could tell, and, and, and you said it yourself, like have ownership over if this isn't working, you try and have that conversation. Don't worry about like hurting someone's feelings. Right. Like if this isn't a match, move on, move on. That's, I think that is just, yeah. I think like, I'm going to like step back a little bit and acknowledge, I think women have a really hard time speaking up for themselves in yeah. some of those spaces and environments because of social hierarchy and power structures. Oh, right. And some of the work that I do is helping, helping my clients and women have the language yes. to be able to be self-advocates in dynamics where they feel like they don't have choice. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think, you know, in a coaching and physical therapy role, it's critical. Like there's just yeah. there's a lot of dogma and a lot of noise that can get in the way of progress. Well, it, it goes hand in hand with, if you come in with the assumption that there's a right way yeah. and everybody's going to give you the same way, which is the right way. And it's not working for you. You have this assumption that, Oh no, if the right way is not working for me, I'm, I'm going to hit one of your trigger words. Then I must be broken. Yeah. <laughs> when you start to feel like you're broken and fragile, yeah. 
go somewhere else. Yeah. And so, and I think that's the other thing too, is, you know, you can go and it's not just personality with your provider. It's you can go to a provider and get something from them and there's still a gap, go on to the next one. Um, I, pre COVID, I had um, a woman I was working with that she was working with uh, a male coach, a younger one for a long time. And he really was giving her the same thing over and over. And she was really limited by a bunch of things. And she had convinced herself, she's like, well, I can't do that. And he only had one way to do it. Um, With COVID, we switched to a virtual coach um, who was excellent at kind of just scaling and tweaking and playing and how far she has come. Yeah in this period of time. And I have COVID to thank for it because I wouldn't have thought to do that, but I didn't realize how limited she was just because that particular person had gotten her started, but had so many gaps in what he knew from a postpartum perspective, in a scaling perspective and just- And in listening skills. (laughs) Girl, yeah. And he's a lovely person. He's a very nice person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that is just like, again, it comes back to somebody being able to hear what you need, what yep. you need and not what yep. I need. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, it, it's all about the person that we're working with. Not, it's not about us. And if somebody walks away from us, don't take that personally either. It's get right. them what they need. So I love that. I love that. You know, sometimes I do take it personally because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to be that person. Like you're, and, and we, we got all the feels. We yeah. So no, that's all good. All right. So in that realm, um, you have some resources coming up. So I want you to, to share a little bit more about what you have coming up with the Strength Training for Female Runners webinar series. And that starts when? That starts February 8th. Okay. Uh, four-part webinar series with four um, doctors of physical therapy and run coach uh, instructors, I guess you could say. Um, and... We wanted to set up this series as like a, this is how through the lifespan, female athletes should be considering in using strength training, I guess you could say. It's really important. We all believe it's very important and crucial to women's health in general. So um, the whole series is split up. I, you know, I do the program design on the first week. The second week is the week right after, and it's adolescence. Um, and considerations for adolescent female runners, then it's um, adult menstruating runners or, you know, other menstruating runners. And then finally, it's like peri and postmenopausal runners. So we're trying to touch on just like the lifespan of a female athlete and the things that we need to be consider in strength training and how it works maybe a little bit differently in each stage of life. Yeah. And I would say like, there's a lot of, I probably noticed it more this year, probably because I'm paying more attention to the menopause literature. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Next up, perimenopause. Uh, Yeah, because I need that in a pandemic. Um, No, but there's so much conflicting. I feel like it's like when we, you know, 20 years ago, when we were talking about, you know, postpartum stuff in the, the, the perimenopause and menopause literature about you know, when you should work out and, you know, what, you know, supplements and hormones and, and what's good and what's not. And um, just, I feel like the data is kind of all over the place and there's some really loud 
well-known voices that may not be as up to date on things. And so I, I find that that's, you know, a very confusing muddled place to be right now. Yeah. And I think our goal is to really simplify it. Um, awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the goal is like, let's keep it simple. You know, I, I think that some of the, some of the research and discussion in this world specifically is all questioning, like, do we periodize training based on a menstrual cycle? And it's confusing. And hormones are like constantly changing. And I think that the goal is to really help people understand uh, how simple we can make it to achieve really incredible results. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially because I have a seven-year-old who's going on 16. God, she's going to be the death of me. Um, I need to learn about that adolescence. <laughs> so. All right. So if you want to find Ellie and if you want to register for the webinar, you can find her on Instagram at the Sisu Wolf. Um, and so she's all over there. Lots. She, she, she always holds back her opinion. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a great follow. So thank you so much, Ellie, for being on. Um, thank you for always supporting uh, not only women um, that want to get back to sport, but women in our field and that sort of thing as well. So thank you so very much. <laughs> Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell a friend to do the same. Register now for the free on-demand postpartum mama masterclass, how to overcome the three most common return to run mistakes. You can skip to the good part and get back to running while missing these mistakes. Find this and more free resources under the patient section on carriepagliano.com. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carrie Pagliano and her guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical advice and is for entertainment purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.